Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On Season 4, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wonderful, wild world of wrestling. On Wednesdays. Today's guest is a Jill of all trades. She's a professional wrestler, graphic artist, and my personal favorite, a witch. Nobody in professional wrestling works harder than today's guest. Homegirl is the first person in the venue, last one to leave. She puts the ring up, she tears the ring down, and even if she's not booked on the show, she is there sweeping in between matches. She's truly paying her dues old school. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is my girl, Kaya McKenna. Where are you moving to? Davenport, Iowa. Davenport, Iowa. Sounds exotic. It's, it's trust me, there's lots of local culture. <laughs> I, well, I, I just came off a shoulder injury, so I wanted to do a little bit of training in the ring before I started taking bookings again. Good I didn't idea. want to get right back in and then re-injure myself because that happens all the time. in wrestling. So where are you right now? I am in Maryland. Okay. So what is is wrestling a hot spot in Idaho that I don't know about? I, I trained at Black and Brave. So ah. I just go back and forth, back and forth to Iowa. I, I wanna point out you have a crown on and sweatpants. <laughs> I do. I have a crown and sweatpants. That's the only way to go. <laughs> I also just live in athleisure wear, so I have two modes. It's like homeless or like super glam baddest witch on the block. There's no no middle ground. What are what are jeans? What are regular clothes? They sound horrible, like a medieval torture device that a male created. Yeah. Their pants aren't tight, so they don't know. They don't wear well some I guess some guys, but they wear stretched denim. This is my podcast. This is what I want to talk about. Not wrestling. Yeah. It's so funny, like, I, as much as I love wrestling, like, I really, really like wrestling. I'm a super big nerd. Watch all kinds of wrestling. I've even done, like, the Between the Sheets pod with uh, Bix and Chris, where we just really all kinds of wrestling stuff, so. Wow. But I also like life outside of wrestling a lot. I think it's good to have balance. Well, this is the part of my podcast that is usually professional wrestling is I'm a wrestler and you're a wrestler, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Sometimes I live fine with that. (laughs) So let's talk witchcraft. Let's do it. How far back does this go for you? When when did you know that like uh, you were spiritual, or was it like an occult thing? Was it like a music? Tell me, tell me how it started for you. My family are witches, so I grew up around witches. Like my aunt's a witch, my grandma's a witch. Like it's everybody's witchy. It goes back like. Oh, five or six generations. My family lineage is to Ireland. So it would be wow. like fae magic and fae witches would be That's where we descend from. Because so there are witches cool. all over and they come from yeah. all different sorts of um, ancestries and backgrounds. But that would be ours more specifically. Mine's Slavic. There you for go. For sure. For sure. That's mine. Uh, and it's funny you said that because when you said my whole family's witches, I got goosebumps all over my body. <laughs> so... Uh, were your aunts, your grandma, was everyone like really open about it as a child or was it okay? So I I had a witchy upbringing for sure. So what does that mean? New moon, full moon. Do you make moon water? Like moon water, the moon baths. Um, we're big, we're big into 
the moon. Like that is the moon goddess. The moon mother is our thing. Um, the moon, okay. We draw all of our energy from the moon. We like to plan our magic around the moon cycles. Um, with that being said, we're obviously into astrology and all that as well. Sure. But it's really, really nice because to us, like the moon mother is so closely tied to the concept of the divine feminine. And it's yeah. like the biggest, most boldest embodiment of that concept. Yeah. And that that's probably where I align the most as well is with the moon and now for the first time in my life really connecting with the divine feminine because I've been in my masculine my whole life and I oh, get me rolling on this <laughs> it's true though like it's where we are in the world too like uh you know I I hope I'm not gonna you know the listeners are not like what the fuck are they talking about but they're tuning in so they're listening I mean, honestly, when you think about it, like the divine feminine is amazing because it doesn't have any bounds. It knows no race or yeah. like ethnicity or gender. It yes. truly is this thing that anybody can embody. And I love the concept of just expressing yourself freely and like what we love and how we love and this goddess culture. And, and actually that's called empress energy, what yeah. we love and how we love. And all of these things are so beautiful. And you were speaking about how like the, the masculinity, right? And I think that one of the things is like, people say witches are scary. Have you ever heard anybody say witches are scary to you or been like scared or put off when you say you're a witch? I just, I think they just don't, yes, yes. Yes is the answer because they don't get it. They assume it's something negative and evil. And I'm just like, it is like, no. no. You know why that is? People are afraid of witches because we are individuals that embody our own definition of power. Nobody dictates that to us. And that's terrifying to people, especially a bunch of people who have come up in a patriarchal society sure. where we have been shaped to believe that you keep power through control and fear and acts of violence, which is, that's not the way. That is 100% not the way, in my opinion. No. And it's, you have to like reclaim that magic for yourself, right? Like you have to define your own power, reclaim your magic and recognize that it's totally okay to be an empathetic, caring, kind intuitive fierce individual and it's a blessing when you can get there you're told to fit into a box and you're not supposed to identify as a witch like <laughs> they burned us <laughs> there's no like right or wrong way to witch like no. everybody witches in their own witchy way yeah I love that there's like this resurgence of goddess power that has sure. kind of taken hold within America, at least since like the 1960s was when you really started to throw back into yeah. the mainstream. I'm sorry, I'm just like, oh, witchy history, witchy theory, <laughs> blah, 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 witchy, witchy, witchy. One thing I want, because I have a, a much higher uh, percentage of male listeners, is when we're talking about witchcraft, witch is not a feminine term. And it's male or female or non-gendered. And when we're talking about the divine feminine, sure, mass majority you're speaking about women experiences but it being in your feminine totally is something men are going through right now too it is and and like i said it's just the um it's the increased awareness of yourself right increased self-awareness and being open to these other wonderful character traits that we don't always necessarily have to be strong we don't always necessarily have to be like solid and impenetrable like we can be we can open ourselves up to experience kindness and, yeah. and care for others. And that's just as 
beautiful. And in my opinion, I think a lot better than being like a violent, like aggressive individual. Sure. And I think one of the most powerful things I heard in a long time was people just assume you identify, you identify as a witch. So you do hexes and spell work is like evil. And it's so like if you really want to break it down, do spells work? I say yes, but it's manifestation. It's the power of positive mindset. It's putting what you want out in the universe. And could witchcraft just be spicy psychology? Yes. But does that make it any less powerful? Fucking no. <laughs> no, no way. It is. You don't even know the limits of your own power, like the, the yeah. bounds of your own power sometimes. And I'm so glad you brought up spell work because it's a very interesting thing, right? Like many people go, oh, I'm going to do a spell. So this happens and that happens. Yeah. And that is not how spell work works. You, yeah. for as much as you can control in this world, you can never quite dictate the exact outcome of a spell that you do. So when you right. do spells, it's very important to like, keep your ear to the ground, keep your head up and, and be aware of your surroundings to see if it's taking place or manifesting in some capacity, because you're never going to know for definite how a spell has manifested. Like you just have to listen to what the world is telling you. Like yeah. it's, it's very, very interesting to me. Yeah, me too. It could be like, there's so many different ways, like something could manifest. I, I have um, a little story. There was a girl I used to work with and like, this bitch would not shut up. Like she's just like <laughs> the whole freaking time. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't. It's it's bad. It's bad for my space. It's bad for my energy. Like she doesn't come up for air. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I did a spell to kind of silence her. Yeah. And it's like, this could obviously, this could take form in many ways, shapes, whatever. And we were in a meeting like a week and a half later. Yeah. And she kept having audio issues like in the meetings really? all day. And I was like, you know what? Well, not exactly what I had in mind, but you know what universe? I'll take that. I'll yep. take that one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I love that. You know, and, and you obviously like, I personally do not perform a hex. Um, that is not, I'm, I am a gray magic practitioner, but I really do not like the idea of tying your energy to a negative person because that's what a hex does and and yeah. you don't want that like okay we all watch the craft i love the craft don't get me wrong but i think what people don't understand is there's a lot of truth to you know the little things that we see in hollywood like what you said what you put out there you put positivity out there you get positivity back you put negativity out there you're gonna get negativity back if you were a baby witch i don't know why but baby witches like they get into it i think sometimes for the wrong reasons that's okay especially if like the first thing they want to do is like a hex like you do that shit wrong that is coming back to you times three like and, no girl and like i said i'm not i'm not a big fan of tying my energy to negative people yes. but yes. there's I don't yes. know if you ever heard, have you ever heard of like a return to sender spell or like a boomerang spell? Yes, but please explain to my to the listeners. If somebody has really terrible energy and you just need like a anti-bad vibes shield, is that a good way to describe it? Where you're just deflecting this energy away from you and back to its source. Yeah. And it's a lot safer. It's a great baby witch spell and it's a great way to kind of protect yourself from bad energy without binding yourself to somebody or becoming involved in their bad energy. Right. I actually have one that I personally like to do. That's super easy that anybody can do. You don't have to be like a seasoned, like veteran witch here. <laughs> you know, 
be a grizzled old witch you know you could just do this about um some like my boomerang I call it the boomerang spell right because it's like you know you chuck a boomerang and it just comes right back to you right so if you're chucking a boomerang of negative energy it's just gonna go right back yeah Um, I take like a taper candle it can be just a small one doesn't matter what size does not matter what color your intention is what matters right like the symbolism in the intention here not necessarily like it's an expensive candle or it's an ugly candle (laughs) whatever small (laughs) taper candle will serve you fine and what you want to do is you want to take the candle and you cut the tip off the t- candle. And then you take something you can use to carve in the candle. So if you have an athame, you can do that. Or if you just have a toothpick or whatever's lying around. Use the end of a pen. No one fucking cares. Yeah, end of a pen, like whatever. Witchcraft oh, is no, yeah, it doesn't have to be bougie. You get it from Dollarama. Yeah. So you just take that and in the candle, you just write return, like just top to bottom carve return. And what that's going to do is it's going to help keep the bad vibes away. Mm. And here's the interesting part. Because you're returning something and sending it back, you're going to flip the candle upside down. Ah. So it's opposite, right? Like you're you're sending something back, not putting something out. So you flip the candle upside down and you hold a flame to the bottom of the candle until the wick becomes visible. And then once the wick is visible, you just let it burn Mm -hmm. all the way down. And while it's burning, it's just returning all that energy that's been put out toward you. So if it's bad energy, it's going back to the sender. If it's good energy, it's going back to the sender. Because sometimes people just put good energy out, right? Whatever. Or I truly believe for every person that's a jerk and being mean, (laughs) there's a lot of people who are just stupid and are not aware of the energy they're throwing off. So it will go back to them, but it's not going to go back times three per se, right? It's just going to be like, here, just take this back. It'll be like a neutral effect. I love that. It's very much rooted in intention and your intention and their intention and just kind of sending people back what rightfully belongs to them. Now, as a generational witch, how do you feel about days of the week and spell work? Can you do a spell any day of the week or do you believe certain spells like love spells have to be on a Monday or anything like that? It does certainly affect like what you're trying to do. It's intent, right? Yes. So like there are certain spells that like would work better on a new moon or a full moon or during certain hours of the day. Uh, midnight is like the quote unquote universal witching hour. Yeah. Not just when your children are bad, <laughs> it is an actual thing. 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. is technically like when the veil between our realm and the spirit realm is the, the thinnest. Oh yes, it is. Cause that's when my ass gets woken up all the time. <laughs> Sleep paralysis demon coming to get you like in the memes, yeah. So that's like a good window just in general, especially if you're trying to do like a contact spell where you're like scrying or it's some sort of divination. Mm -hmm. To me, like your mental state, I think is sometimes more important than the time. I've run into people that tell me like, they're very emotional, like they're upset about something and they want to do magic or they're angry about something and they want to do magic. Yeah. Or just maybe overarching, it wasn't one event, but there's someone who's depressed and it's like, okay. Or, you know, and I know people disagree with me on this all the time. I truly believe you should not alter your mental state under with drugs or alcohol and practice magic. I just think that's inviting in a problem. And the overarching theme here is all of these things are when we're more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want to do is lower the veil and access the spirit realm while you're vulnerable and pick up some nasties that maybe you didn't want. Maybe you didn't want those spiritual parasites, but they latched in because you were vulnerable. And that's something to be very, very aware of, especially if you're like a baby witch, right? Like they're, they're, you can accidentally pick things up. They're not new. 
Oh, always make sure your mind is in the right space. You know, like don't don't practice magic if your emotions are unhinged or out of control, or if you're like people like, oh, I like to get high and I use my Ouija board. And I'm like, please, God, don't do that. You know, that's a really good point, because like you said, I think when people are at their emotion, highest emotions, bad breakup, whatever, that's when they want to practice their spell work. That's when they want tarot readings. And I have experienced it in my life, but like that is not the time to do it. I can promise you <laughs> I actually had an issue uh with a fellow at a fellow wrestler's house recently because I've been going through a divorce the legal thing has been really difficult it pulled me out of wrestling for a year you know COVID's been really stressful um ticking some of those boxes where there was like you know a little bit of wine involved and I was definitely vulnerable emotionally and uh, so Tegan Knox, formerly of WWE, uh, Nixon Newell, she lives in Orlando and I was staying with her and visiting and she had told me that, you know, she had uh, a spirit friend in the house. And uh, the whole time that I was with her, I see spirits as like whooshes of light in my peripheral. I usually don't yeah. see any straight apparitions, but uh, I get vibes and I can usually see them running around or I'll get like a glimmer of something in the side eye and they'll turn and they go. So I was seeing what she was describing. And then in the middle of the night, I felt something start at my feet and move up over my body. Uh, like all of a sudden after I felt it felt masculine, not just because it was on top of me, but literally one side, one part of the spirit grabbed my shoulder and the other grabbed my hip and was literally trying to wring me out like a towel. It was a lot. Like I was like, I, I, I wasn't scared because I, this wasn't my first rodeo. But at the same time, I thought to myself, Jesus, this thing is fucking powerful. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild to sit here and say, I experienced this, but it didn't freak me out because yeah. I can't wrap their heads around that. But I'm glad I could say it to you and you get it. And I it, get it. And then it just left. Can you shed any light on that situation? Like anything that speaks to you? I think it's just one of those. I have a similar instance that occurred to me. I'd gone, been going through a bad breakup and it was in my own apartment at the time. And I saw this like swirl of black smoke like coming through the window and it was just like just all encompassing like just over top of me like a heavy heavy weight and I was like look dude I don't know what this is but I don't have time for it and like my aunt and has always taught me if there's any kind of malevolence you fight back you do not let it do what it wants to do so yes. I just reached up and like swatted through this I just started like swatting at it and it went back out the window and I was like, well, that was fucking weird. But it's, you do, you feel that energy for days after an experience. Like, I was scared. It is. It's a very um, terrifying experience. And it wasn't like the first time that happened. Like the second time or third time, I remember like calling her and be like, hey, this keeps happening. And like, just how do I, how do I make it stop? Like what's going on? And yeah. she kind of explained it to me, like a, a concentration of like negative energy that was left behind by the abusive partner. Yeah, she told me you just next time it happens, just reach up and grab it. Like, you know, just take control and be dominant and it will dissipate. And I've always remembered that. Like, and I tell people that all the time because I think a lot of people like have experiences like that, but they're not like witchy or spiritual or they've never had anybody advise them as to what to do in that situation. Yeah. So like if that happens to you and you're listening, 
if your your sleep paralysis demon is coming to get you at three or four in the morning, you can definitely fight back against it and it maybe will go pick on somebody else. Totally. And if you can't grab it and you have no voice because it's appearing as sleep paralysis mentally, I've been told you are literally just like you fight back. You're like, get the fuck out. You are not welcome here. Goodbye. <laughs> like overall, because it wants it will. an easier target. It yeah. doesn't want to mess with people who are aware of their own power. It's um you know, it's one of those things too, we're talking about like your emotions and like emotionally driven magic. And I feel like there's been a huge resurgence on like TikTok, right? Like witch talk, like yes. all these people like putting out all this content about like, look at my beautiful altar with my hundred dollar crystals and my handpicked herbs from the garden. And it's like, you know, bitch, that don't matter. That don't matter. <laughs> like it doesn't like you don't, there is like as much as I enjoy like crystals and candles and nice witchy things. Yeah. Um, I think people get caught up in the emotion of it and in the aesthetic of it. And for they don't place enough value on something called alignment. Are you familiar with alignment? Yes. <laughs> it's like you can't buy it. You can't sell it. Like no matter how pretty all of your witchy things are, no matter how Instagrammable your alter aesthetic is, like it cannot make you an aligned individual. And living in alignment is such a huge part of magical practice in my opinion because you have to have that grounding and self-awareness to be an effective witch Agreed. you cannot be unhinged and be an effective witch it doesn't work that way even though people think we're unhinged we're actually not we're actually more grounded than you're it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like for anyone who's not familiar with the concept of alignment it's basically like when your thoughts are lining up with your emotions and then both of those things are consistent with your behavior. And then when that happens, you can actually process things that happen to you and make good choices as to how you react to those things, whether it be an external reaction or an internal reaction, right? So it's like a little bit of a, a chain thing here. And it's just so crazy to me, like how this never gets any traction in, in the witch online, witch community, because it's such an important thing, mm. you know, the ability to like master your energy via discipline and have patience. It costs you nothing. Like you don't have to buy anything to do this. To visibly see alignments and synchronicities costs zero dollars. And that's when you start getting your reassurances. Like for me, I don't know if you see angel numbers, but I oh, all the time on license plates, on receipts, like on, on signage on the highway. Like I, I don't miss it. One, 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 two, 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 three, three, three. It's, it's interesting how we all see different ones, right? And that's what's craziest for me. It's either one, one, one or one, 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 one or five, 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 which my whole life, 15 has always been my number. And I never, I, for no reason. And then I realized three times five. Mm hmm. Yeah, I feel like alignment doesn't get enough reach. People are so out of alignment. Like, just open up Twitter, okay? Like, seriously? It's true. It's true. What a vile, toxic dump land. <laughs> you know, to me, it's just like, if you can reach the state where your thoughts and emotions are, like, synchronized, right? And then you're controlling your reactions. You're not, like, flying off the handle or... Wow. saying offensive hurtful things or doing offensive or hurtful behavior as a response to your fear right or whatever your issue may be like that's so great because that also means if you are in a place where you are in control of yourself that also probably means you're very self-aware which is another thing that the world is lacking as a whole is just a, sa a state of self-awareness and alignment can help with that yes witchcraft has made me 
so much more balanced and aligned and I control my emotions in a way I've never been able to control them before. I've always been so hot-headed and it's been from like anger, at, but that anger isn't real. That anger is vulnerability and emotion. And because I've been in my masculine, I haven't been able to live as I am, like this highly sensitive being. And now I'm like, I'm just like, I am woman, hear me roar. I am so sensitive. I am tired of being masculine. Like, no, thank you. You know, I think a lot of people forget that like, while anger is something we all experience, anger comes from one thing, in my opinion, and it's fear. It's you're afraid of something in some capacity, whether you're afraid of being vulnerable, you're afraid of a secret getting out, you're afraid that someone's going to hurt you, you know, physically or mentally, like all of your anger is probably stemming from some sort of fear that you've been harboring. Agreed. 110%. To me, like you're into crystals, I'm sure, right? Yeah, like I use crystals, like I think the aesthetic of crystal uh, crystals I really like, but I feel like, oh, well, I, I guess I do use them. I just, I'm not breaking the bank on them. No, neither am I. I have a need for one, right? Yeah. Like, I, I was going to say with anger, like red jasper is a great one because oh. it's actually like, it's an aggregate of quartz, but it absorbs energies. So if you have an excess of energy, which also is what anger is, not only is it fear, but it's typically an excessive energy that you've been holding inside of yourself it will absorb that and help dissipate some of the rage you are feeling hopefully <laughs> red jasper is a great one for anger it really really is so how have you been able to align your with witchcraft with your professional wrestling besides the aesthetic like how have you been able to channel everything all together i just want to bring a little bit of magic to the ring i'm not the only person who has done some sort of witch or occult gimmick. I am well aware of that. There are many variations of this gimmick in play right now. But I feel like what sets me apart from the pack is all of these people, they're like very occult, very sorceress, very, very dark witch, very, very black magic, whatever, you know, that's cool. But there was <laughs> nobody doing like a true representation of what maybe like an everyday practicing witch is and how she goes about her existence. And I actually drew a lot of like visual inspiration from Stevie Nicks. I was like, what if you were a wrestler, but this was like your vibe, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, because I hadn't seen anything like it out there. And they always say like the best gimmicks are things that are a part of you. So you're not like forcing them. Right. And I was like, well, okay, I'm just going to go out there and just be a witch. Like, I'm just going to do what witches would do. I'm going to do my promos like spells and I'm going to bring charms or put a ring of salt around the wrestling ring to contain energy, like just take digestible parts of my practice. Also hopefully tell a couple of stories along the way, because that's always been the selling point of wrestling for me is like the athleticism is great, but I really like a good story. I love when you can get people invested. And I was like, I'm going to get them invested in my witchy magic. I actually love, like I saw on your Instagram that you put good witch, which I like, but I love that your idea is the everyday witch. I feel like you should be Kaya McKenna, the everyday witch. Like, I feel like that's so different than good witch, bad witch, sexy witch, the 90s, you know, like I wear Doc Martens witch, the everyday witch, I feel like really speaks to a lot of different people. It, it's relatable. And I think that it shows like a different side to the gimmick, right? Like I said, I think a lot of people think witch, they instantly think like, ooh, Halloween witch or like Hot Topic style yeah. witch. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I've met more witches like myself than witches that, that are like that. Or, you know, or just 
regular girls that are em embracing the divine feminine and discovering their own magic. And I feel like that's what I want people to do is if they watch me wrestle, I obviously want them to be entertained, but I also want them to maybe believe in magic for the 15 minutes I'm in the ring and maybe pursue a little magic themselves, you know? So how does a family of witches feel about you being a professional wrestler? My family likes wrestling, so this was never like a thing. Um, okay. I know there are a lot of people who don't have the support of their families. And I just can't imagine that because my family is, I grew up watching wrestling. My parents used to take us right. to independent shows, house shows when we were kids. So I've always been around it. Um, so yeah. when I decided I wanted to do it, they were, they were definitely behind me and supportive, which was cool. And even more so when I was like, oh, and I'm going to be a witchy wrestler. They're like, oh, that's so great. That's going to be so fun. Like, that's perfect for you. I'm very, very lucky to have the support of my family. Whether you enjoy listening or watching podcasts, Wild On has got you covered. You can enjoy listening to the Wild On podcast on any major podcast platform. Apple, Spotify, Anchor, we're everywhere. And most importantly, head on over to the YouTube channel, find Wild On, click subscribe so you don't miss any of the weekly wild content we bring you every Wednesday. Say that three times fast, I dare you. So I feel like we've not even scratched the surface of all the witchy things I wanted to talk about and it's been a half an hour. But I like to wrap up every episode with my top 10 tailor-made questions. It's kind of a speed round, but I don't want you to feel rushed. Are you ready to play? Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> Name a beauty product you cannot live without. Beauty product I cannot live without. Um, Kerastase Discipline Shampoo because Ooh. I have a lot of frizz and it works. You got, people will spend so much money on their hair and then not get a good shampoo and I never understood that. Yeah, it does make a difference. It's one of those things. It does. Don't, don't fuck around. <laughs> What's your favorite exercise? Favorite exercise. I love to row. Rowing is great. Um, and I know a lot of people that's like torture for them, but I <laughs> really, really enjoy the rogue concept to row. It is my favorite. <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? Just people that are not self-aware. We just talked about it. It makes me nuts because I can identify it right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And it's just mm -hmm. the most unflattering trait any human could possess like I'm <laughs> I think for me it's like if they're disingenuous more so like I guess it takes me a little bit longer for the self-awareness but maybe it's one in the same it just it depends on how, how, like you, if you're how you read it you're clearly like just not you don't know who the hell you are yeah <laughs> that shit out please save us all the stress like please figure figure out this like who are you what is it figure it out like we're out here talking that we're witches in 2022 so just fucking please just like identify as anything at this point <laughs> get it together like get it together who is your celebrity crush i love edward norton oh that's a good one <laughs> who is your favorite band or artist i really like music i'm gonna have to go with iggy pop i love iggy pop so much i love the stooges that's a great one. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, I, I just, I have so much, like, I just think it's so neat that, like, he's, and he's still out there killing it, like, making amazing music, and he just, like, released a metal song, and I'm like, this guy rules. Like, he's incredible. He's an incredible artist and musician. And he's, like, pretty beautiful yeah, for, so like, a... beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, Iggy Pop is so beautiful. He, he looks his age. But like, he I feel like he kind of looks the same, though. Like, if you look at him, like, in the 70s and 80s, like, he's not really yeah. aged too much. I mean, he's always kind of looked like that. Yes. 
exactly. <laughs> Do you have a secret vice like drinking a glass of wine in the shower? I'm not really a big drinker. I'm not really into, um, let's see. I love scratch-offs. I love scratch-offs. Like I'm like a grandma. I love to like hit the gas station and get a coffee and scratch-offs. I'm like, and then I just sit there. Like, <laughs> I love that. I get them on wrestling trips because you always win when you're out of state. Like we went to Minnesota and it was like me and uh, a couple of other <laughs> kids from Black and Brave and we bought a bunch of scratch-offs and won like 60 bucks. See, that is exactly the answer I'm looking for is because that is definitely a secret vice. Like I wouldn't be like, nah, she likes scratch-offs. Oh, dude, it is bad. I love like the little crossword puzzle ones are so <laughs> sick. And I like the little, they had like this one that had like Pac-Man on it and it was like little ghosts you had to scratch off. I don't know. I like that one too. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Who has the best entrance music? There's so many. I, I think uh, Macho Man. Oh, that's, that's like, a good one. an iconic song, right? Like, I think that everybody knows them. No one has said that one yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> good one, yeah. Huge wrestling nerd over here. It's okay, guys. <laughs> I love it. What is your drink of choice? Obviously, it doesn't have to be alcoholic. Oh, man, I, I really like I like margaritas if I am drinking. There's a little local restaurant here that makes a prickly pear margarita that is really awesome. Prickly pear. I like that. What has been your most embarrassing moment in the ring? I feel like every time I walk through the curtains, I'm instantly embarrassed. <laughs> like, it's like, well, we're doing this shit. Let's go. So I think that like things that like oh man I'm, i think i've been pretty lucky i do really well with like embarrassing shit like i'm just like well that happened and, yeah. and this is next but i do feel like that every time i walk through there is that like you walk through the curtains and you're not quote unquote embarrassed to be wrestling because wrestling is the greatest shit on earth but yeah. there is that moment of vulnerability as soon as you come out where you're like i feel naked like it, it, it is like it's that every it hasn't gone away yet like two years and i still feel that way there's that moment where you step out and you're just like, I don't know what they're going to do when I step like, are they going to like me? Are they not going to like me? Even when they're not supposed to like you, you kind of want them to like you. So yeah, it's it's a hard minute. That's fair though. <laughs> I appreciate that answer. People who just like go out and they're like, like they just have the confidence and it's like, I'm always like, that's why and when I do my entrance, like I actually like peek out of the curtain and then come out. It's really because I feel like everybody just busts through like come on and it's like cool I love your energy but that's not my vibe so I like that because it also like gives me in a moment to like adjust you know like I like that you put your toe in a little bit you read the energy okay okay now we go <laughs> now we go. I like it, it does it, it, I feel less vulnerable when I can ease into my entrance versus like I really resonate with that I understand that a lot <laughs> <laughs> so where can our listeners find you on social social media? What are your handles? Okay, so my handle is at Kaya MCK. So K-A-I-A-M-C-K. And that's across all platforms. So it's like my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, um, Patreon, you name it. I have a Patreon. I send yeah. out spell kits. It's awesome. <gasps> that's brilliant. It's so fun. I send them out quarterly and they come with a little set of instructions. And I just thought it'd be fun to do something different with Patreon. Like a lot of people use it for content and that's fine. But I was like, how can I really give something back to my fans? Right. I, love that. I always loved the idea of like Glenn Danzig starting the Fiend Club in his parents' basement in New Jersey and like hand making everything and mailing it out to all the Misfits fans. And I'm like, how can I do this in wrestling? Like the idea of a fan club is kind of gone, right? Like in the 90s, like join the Ninja Turtles fan club and receive all totally. the and I'm like, what what can I do to like actually give them something physical and tangible that's not just like digital content, right? So that's what kind of drove me to explore that route. 
honestly, I already knew we were going to be friends. And like everything you've said has been like, I get it. I feel you. But that, that being like Danzig started this in his basement. There's no fan clubs anymore. Like that is so fucking cool, dude. You are literally probably the coolest person I've no met way. in a long There's time. no way. So, There's yeah. got to be somebody cooler. No, no, you're right. <laughs> okay, last one. Finish this lyric. <clears throat> Here comes Johnny Yen. Oh no. With liquor and drugs and a flesh machine. Lust for life. <laughs> oh, you got me. You got me. And I love Iggy Pop. <laughs> Damn it. I can hear it like. I, 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 like and it's funny, is like I can hear the drum beat in my head now. Like, so iconic. I, I guess, like, because, like, as much as I love Iggy Pop's solo stuff, I'm just such a huge Stooges fan. Like, I love, like, so whenever I guess, like, that's my first thing is where my mind goes. Like, honestly, as soon as I say finish this lyric, it doesn't matter if you had just listened to the song. Everyone's mind goes, fuck. <laughs> but interesting about the Stooges. So there's this one song, 1970. Yep. And every time I hear it, I just think of, like. I used to work in a skateboard shop when I was in high school and we would open and we'd always you listen are to the Stooges so cool. in the morning. And I just think of pulling up that garage gate and like 1970s playing and there are people on the beach and people riding their bikes and like walking their dogs with coffee. And like, I can just, I can smell that moment. I can fe like feel the heat. Like I can smell the ocean. Like it's just one of those memories that like never quite left me. So that's a great memory and you are you fuck you worked in a skateboard shop in high school like my heart still 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 stops when i hear a skateboarder and i'm like that kid's 14 until you're, yeah. you're 36 i'm still riding a skateboard well then I'm, I'm still riding a skateboard i just bought a new longboard like yeah. i like the short board with the longboard wheels because i feel like i have more control over that uh, i don't know why i like that but yeah, it's like it's a weird setup. So I'll take like I'll take like a short skateboard like an eight and a half and put risers on it underneath the trucks and then use like the big OJs and it's like longboard. It's like a hybrid Frankenstein. Uh, my one my one coworker LP used to call it a drinking board because you could ride it drunk and not fall off. <laughs> like oh okay, there you go. Well, that episode of Wild On encompasses all the things I truly love. We talked about witchcraft. We talked a little bit about professional wrestling, but really it was two professional wrestlers talking about witchcraft. We talked about skateboarding and my love of teenage skater boys. When I was a teenager, not that I love teenage skater boys now, it would be weird. And music, we talked about Stevie Nicks. We talked about Iggy Pop. There's so much more we could talk about. And if you guys enjoyed it, let me know if you want a part two. But until next week, I could not and would not want to do this podcast, podcast even, without my badass punk rock girl band, the Wild On Team. My right-hand queen, Rochelle Duras, editor and producer, the woman who does all the things across the social media interwebs that I don't understand, that I desperately need, Madison Golshani. Our little, magical, sprightly, fairy, songstress, PA, I don't know what we can call her yet, but until then we call her Sam Smith and she sings the Wild On theme song. And for all things when we're in crisis, we have our homeboy, Matteo Sessa from the Superkick Studios in Toronto. Thank you all. I love you. And until next week, keep calm and wild on. Bye.